As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Bible Answer Man broadcast with your host, Hank Hanegraaff. The Bible Answer Man is the radio ministry of the Christian Research Institute, designed to equip believers to defend their faith and become true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ because life and truth matter. Our phone number is 888-7000-CRI. You can find us on the internet at equip.org. The following program was pre-recorded. And now to begin today's broadcast, here's Hank Hanegraaff. Thank you, Mr. Randy. It's always great to be in the studio as we answer your questions. Let me give you our address again. If you're writing me, it's always Post Office Box 8500, Charlotte, North Carolina, zip code 28271, on the web, equip.org. And you can always talk to our resource consultants at 888 And the letter C-R-I. Well, let me go to the call, Scott, in Bakersfield, California. Hi, Scott. Good afternoon, Hank. My question is that we went to a church in Tennessee over Easter, and they, they don't believe in the Trinity. I just wanted to know your feelings about a church that doesn't believe in the Trinity. Yeah, there's nothing more significant than this great mystery. I mean, because it has to do with the very nature of God, and every single theological heresy is a misconception of the nature of God. So you think about what happened in the seventh century with Muhammad. Muhammad believed in a Unitarian God. Well, there was a time where he spoke the satanic verses, but we won't get into that right now. But he posited a Unitarian God. 
And as I've said on this broadcast, a Unitarian God by nature is a morally defective God. Because independent of the universe, a morally defective God is that because this God cannot exercise the attribute of love. And what we can say with certainty is that in eternity past, there was always a love relationship between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the beauty of Trinitarian theology is that we are brought into the fellowship of the Trinity. What an incredible privilege. We were created for that very thing. And on a personal level, I knew about the Trinity. I probably can communicate it as well as most. But did I really understand what it meant to be brought into the fellowship of the Trinity? Well, I didn't. And this is the thing that all of us have to recognize is that we are created in the Imago Dei, in the image and likeness of God. We were created for fellowship with God. And until we have that fellowship, I mean, everything is sort of about information as opposed to about relationship. Now, I'm not depreciating the information. The information is critically important. But I'm also trying to point out to my audience over and over again that the Trinity is a great mystery. We can communicate it in words, but the words are wholly insufficient. One God revealed in three persons eternally distinct kind of falls from my lips, and yet I cannot comprehend that. It is beyond my ken. God is ineffable. I mean, we should never forget that. We will never know God in his essence, even in eternity. That will be a process. But we can know God in his energies, as the church has always spoken about it, and as the Apostle Paul speaks about it. We can know God in his energies. We can have an encounter with God. So I often think about sitting out in the sun. I'm Scandinavian. I was born in Holland. Uh, light-complected, if I sit out in the sun for a few hours, you'll know I had an encounter with the sun. Well, we can have that same encounter with God. So on the one hand, I can define it for you, but maybe much better to say you can be brought in to the fellowship of the Trinity. If you want a very precise formulation where I take each one of those planks, one God, revealed in three persons, eternally distinct. You can find it in the Complete Bible Answer Book Collector's Edition, revised and updated. You can also find it in a flip chart that I did, Memorable Keys to Essential Christian Doctrine, the T of which in the acronym has to do with the Trinity. So either of those resources available, you can find it at equip.org. Let's go back to the phone lines, talk to Anthony in Topeka, Kansas. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Hank. My question is this. I uh, kind of have an online debate with a guy that says that pastors should only be paid if they travel about. If they are planted in a community, they should not be paid, because he grew up in a church where the pastors were not paid. And uh, that didn't sound right to me, so I pointed out scriptures to him like, oh, work was worthy of his hire, and I believe in First Corinthians 9 it says, People who preach the gospel should earn their living from the gospel and um, don't muzzle the ox who treads the grain, stuff like that. But he 
he's kind of holds his ground and says, well, pastors who travel should be paid or evangelists, but those that, are, that stay put in the community, you know what I mean, should not be paid. And, um, well, who's right? You are. And what I love about what you did is you didn't let your own opinion hold sway. You went to the Word of God. So just in a short prologue to your question, you mentioned 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Fantastic. Galatians chapter 6, let him who is taught the Word share all good things with him who teaches. Or you also alluded to the last part of 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 18, but you can proceed that as well, and I'm sure you have, where it is said by the Apostle Paul that the elders who direct affairs of the church and do so in a very good manner are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. For the Scripture says, Do not muzzle the ox while it is treading out the grain, and the worker deserves his wages. So you think about those who have wisdom and insight from the Holy Spirit and have been gifted to teach and preach, wow, I really value that. How much I have learned from pastors who have had the wisdom of working in very difficult situations over many years. They have been broken in the cauldron of adversity, and now they are wise and certainly worthy of being honored and cared for from a financial standpoint. And I think of how the Lord does that as well. Uh, think of my dad. My dad was a Christian Reformed pastor for many, many years. He died of a fibrosing of the lungs in 1997. But my dad would cry with people. He would marry them. He would bury them. He would give them counsel. And he wrung himself out for the Lord. And what was interesting in his particular situation, didn't have a very big church, fairly meager salary. But I'm always amazed at what the Lord did. Even from the meager salary that my dad was making, he was able to save. The Dutch word is zeinig. He was uh, very thrifty and he was able to save. He believed that my mother would live long after he had died. And he was right. And he saw to it that she would be cared for. So I see how the scripture is true that a truly righteous man who lived in discipline before the Lord, the Lord would not let his widow suffer. Of course, he raised children that loved their mother so much that even had he not had the resources he had instilled in us, that very discipline for our mother. And so a beautiful thing to see how the Lord provides in supernatural ways, maybe not in glitz and glamour or in a way that would be very obvious, but to us as family members, we see it and we just marvel at God's grace and provision. Okay, that's great, Hank. Well, I have one more quick question. For years I've been trying to develop a very deep prayer life, and uh, to be very frank with you, I struggle still sometimes in prayer, you know, and I wonder if I'm hooking up with God at all, so what would you do in my case? Well, the whole idea is sort of what you allude to when you say hooking up or connecting. There are a lot of ways of putting that, but, you know, Jesus withdrew to lonely places to pray because he treasured fellowship with his heavenly Father. And I think that's really the crux of the matter. Do you treasure fellowship with your Heavenly Father? Well, the more I get into the Word of God and the more I pray on a regular basis and the more 
I interact with my wife on spiritual things, my children, the deeper my relationship grows to the Lord because I know that I need to not only be sustained by that relationship, but being sustained by that relationship enhances all of their relationships as well. And so I think it really starts with treasuring that relationship in your heart. And I don't want to set myself up as any kind of an example, but I can tell you that I've certainly grown in the area of prayer. What started as a discipline has really become a delight. Uh, I just feel more and more a deep love for the Lord. And so that love causes me to want to deepen my relationship with Him, and I'm finding all kinds of ways to do it. And so I'm learning, along with the rest of the people listening to me right now, I have not attained, but boy, I'll tell you what, I'm really treasuring that time in prayer. So it really starts with a disposition of the heart and mind. Okay, Hank, thank you. You got it, and I wrote a book on prayer called The Prayer of Jesus. You can find it on the web at equip.org. We'll be right back, so please don't touch that dial. The famous British apologist G.K. Chesterton once noted, the true soldier fights not because he hates what is in front of him, but because he loves what is behind him. Because at CRI, we love what is behind us, our faith, our families, and our freedoms, we will never retreat quietly from the growing assaults on life and truth. Even when the costs are great, we will stand. To join like-minded friends in making a difference at home and around the globe, and to equip fellow believers to stand their ground courageously, become a member of CRI's support team. Simply call 888-7000-CRI. That's 888-7000-CRI. Or visit our website at equip.org. Stay with us. Hank Hanegraaff will return in a few moments. Dr. Eben Alexander's wildly popular near-death experience book, Proof of Heaven, assures us that no matter what we do in this life, only unconditional love and joy await us in the world to come. But our Lord warned that while the gate to hell is wide, the road to it broad, and those who enter through it are many, the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Your generous support lets Hank Hanegraaff and CRI speak out against the lies that lead to hell. In appreciation for your gift today, we'll rush you Hank's book, Afterlife, what you need to know about heaven, the hereafter, and near-death experiences, filled with answers to your questions about life after death. Call 888-7000-CRI or visit equip.org now. Again, that's equip.org. The number of wolves surrounding the Christian flock is growing, and they relish nothing more than docile sheep utterly incapable of defending themselves. From militant secularists at home to militant Islamists abroad, the assaults on biblical Christianity are growing dangerously. But Christian Research Institute support team members aren't in favor of feeding these wolves. Instead, each day they're making possible an array of outreaches that defang these wolf packs with solid arguments and evidence that have stood the test of time. What's more, support team members are equipping them 
themselves with CRI's Equipping Essentials, a hand-picked collection of the best apologetics tools around. Your selection of resources, along with a complimentary subscription to the Christian Research Journal, are just our way of saying thanks. To learn more about the benefits of membership, simply visit equip.org. Once again, that's equip.org. The Christian Research Journal is CRI's award-winning magazine, combining eye-catching design with well-researched articles to equip believers in doctrine, defense, and discernment. The Christian Research Journal's primary commitment is to contend earnestly for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. In keeping with this commitment, the journal's mission is both evangelistic and pastoral, furthering the proclamation and defense of the historic gospel of Jesus Christ and helping his followers distinguish between essential Christian doctrine and doctrine that is peripheral, aberrant, or heretical. In an age of subjectivism and moral relativism, may Christians ground their faith and values in the objective, reliable testimony of Holy Scripture. Start your subscription to the Christian Research Journal today. Call 888-7000-CRI or go online to equip.org. That's equip.org. Every Bible Answer Man broadcast, such as the one you're listening to right now, is made possible through the financial support of friends like you. Each month, we depend entirely on God's provision through His people to bring you more of the broadcast, podcast, and other resources you rely on. If you want a sound proclamation and defense of the gospel of Jesus Christ to continue to be heard through the outreaches of the Christian Research Institute, Become a member of CRI's support team today. Call 888-7000-CRI and stand with CRI daily in the battle for life and truth. That's 888-7000-CRI. Or visit our website at equip.org. Once again, here's your host, Hank Hanegraaff. Thank you very much, Randy. And we'll go right back to our callers. Just wanted to mention CRI's support team. Whatever people can do to stand with our ministry perfectly and financially is deeply appreciated. When you do that, again, I have this great privilege of personalizing a book to you. And it's fun because I get to see the name and I where you're from, and I do so in a state of communion with the Lord and thinking about, wow, there's a body of Christ out there standing with me shoulder to shoulder in the battle for life and truth. Man, I'd tell you, in in a post-truth culture, we ain't seen nothing yet. And this is not the time to pull in our horns. This is the time to stand firm in the faith, once for all delivered to the saints. Let's go back to the phone lines, talk to Merrill listening in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Merrill. Hi, Hank. Good afternoon. Um, thank you so much for taking my call, I, and I want to thank you for your ministry and for sharing your journey so openly and honestly. It has helped me grow and has equipped me so well. Thank you for that. Um, I have a question about forgiveness, and it came up during our small group on Sunday when we were talking about forgiveness, and I spoke up about um, something you've talked about in the past, is that forgiveness takes two people, someone wanting forgiveness and someone wanting to forgive. And I, I, I 
move that over to just like with the Lord and with Jesus when he died for us. We we asked for his forgiveness. He died for us, and we have his forgiveness. I was basically told that I was pouring out Kool-Aid. Um, I was offended by that, um, and I thought, I'm going to go to you. Um, I trust your word to help me with this. Um, some people have said that when Jesus talked about having to ask for forgiveness, he meant that it was for the for the Jews uh, before he died, that they were still under the law. Could you please um, give me some clarity on that? And, um, and, and is asking for forgiveness an integral part of being saved? Well, absolutely. And, you know, I have to say, as prologue to answering the question, that uh, this is some of the hermeneutical chaos that I was so disturbed by that I started looking for a safe zone. The kind of things communicated with everybody being their own pope, having their own interpretation, is simply mind-boggling. And this is one of them. Many Christian leaders today are one of the devotees that to continually confess sins is tantamount to cheapening God's unmerited favor, or worse, mocking him. But I will tell you, from a personal standpoint, this weekend, as I was clearing my head, that was one of the biggest things that happened. The Lord kept bringing back things to remembrance that in some way were a violation of his holiness. You know, we sin by sins of omission and sins of commission. And I was so burdened by that. I, first of all, confessed my sins because I know a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you do not despise. And I even asked the Lord Jesus, please do not bring back more than I can handle. And what I'm attempting to do with God's grace is to respond to people with meekness and humility, knowing that I desperately need forgiveness myself. Today, when I got up, the first thing on my lips was, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot up my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. I won't go through the whole thing. But later on, David says, then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood. I mean, just the prayer of forgiveness. So, yeah, I mean, the people that are saying, well, that... Uh, Lord's prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, that's old covenant, doesn't have anything to do with us today. They're simply deceiving those people that are easily led and gullible because, unfortunately, a lot of people are not only historically illiterate, but they're biblically illiterate. The apostle John urged his dear children, his dear children in the faith, those who had been forgiven on account of Christ's name, to continually confess their sins. This does not cheapen God's grace. Confession purifies our hearts. It restores the joy of our salvation and grants a willing spirit, as David said, to sustain us. And that's why I love so much the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And this petition, like what I was discussing with respect to the contrition of David, that petition 
brings with it grace and peace. And boy, have I felt peaceful. I've never felt more peaceful in my life than I do right now. I don't have any reason to feel maybe as peaceful as I do, but I feel peaceful. And, you know, again, the sacrifices of God, where are they? They're a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh, God, you will not despise. And so we should confess our sins to one another and also confess our sins to God. Okay. And, uh, and, and, you know, when I pray for forgiveness to God, I don't pray wondering if he's going to forgive me. I know that I'm covered in the blood of Jesus, yes. but there's something so special and intimate about that time with him when I humble myself and say I have fallen short. And I, I feel that it's very, very much a part of my salvation and a continuing part of it. And even as I was offended, um, I just responded with uh, what you say, and that is uh, essentials unity, non-essentials liberty, and in all things charity. But the more I kept thinking about it, I wondered if this was something essential that we were disagreeing on. Well, I think this is very essential. I mean, it's sort of, I can say to my wife, look, I married you, so if I ever offend you, don't expect me to say, I'm sorry. Uh, we're married, sort of analogous to the blood covers all. And therefore, uh, you know, no matter what I do to you, I'm, I, <laughs> it, 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 I'm never going to ask for forgiveness. Again, no need to do that. We're married. Uh, we've already tied that knot. Well, the truth of the matter is, if I offend my wife, I want to go to her in meekness and humility and say, honey, I am really sorry I reacted that way. Please forgive me. And inevitably, my wife will say, well, no, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> it's just the way she is. But anyway, but I still have One the need to confess my sin. I'm not going to take any more of your sure. time. Uh, you use a word, and I have tried to remember it, and I'm going to write it down now. It's a word that you use when there's something in the Bible that, in the Word of God, that is beyond um, an explanation, an understandable explanation. It's it's not timidity, you said. It's when it's when an antinomy. Antimony. Antinomy meaning yeah. tension. So, you know, there's a thinking about the fact that I choose my path, God directs my steps. That's an antinomy. It's something that I can't fully resolve. How is that? I have over the years given explanations, but I can't fully resolve that. How can God be one in three persons eternally distinct? There's a tension there. I can't explain that. How can Christ be really present in the Eucharist. I'm looking at one thing and I'm believing another. There's an antinomy there. And as I've gotten older, I've thought, you know, I, I like to dwell in the land of antinomy because God is far greater than any small amount of knowledge that I can garner over this short lifetime. And so, yes, it, it doesn't preclude. I, I never want to take a contradiction as some do and cloak it mystery. I think that's just short-sighted, uh, wrong. However, we have to recognize genuine mysteries. The Trinity is a mystery. The Incarnation is a mystery. Free will sovereignty at some dimension is a mystery. So there are many mysteries, and I call them antinomies. So thanks for asking. And uh, wow, I've really gotten long-winded. I don't know how that happened, but we're out of time. 
Ed, and a reminder, as always, we need people to stand with the shoulder to shoulder in the battle for life and truth. I'll be back here tomorrow, Lord willing, with more answers to your questions. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for joining us for the Bible Answer Man broadcast. In today's post-truth culture of confusion, the Christian Research Institute exists to equip listeners like you with answers to communicate the gospel of hope to a world in desperate need of life and truth, because life and truth matter. In addition to truth, we want to equip you with life, not simply to know about God, but truly to know Him. Experiencing union with Christ enables us to live life not merely by our own energy, but with the energy of the Lord Jesus working powerfully through us. For more information, call 888-7000-CRI. That's 888-7000-CRI. You can also write CRI at Post Office Box 8500, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28271 or just visit us online at equip.org. That's equip.org. The Bible Answer Man broadcast is funded by listeners like you. We're on the air because life and truth matter. Bertrand Russell famously said, most people would rather die than think, and many of them do. Not so with CRI support team members. Support team members are not only serious thinkers, but their membership in CRI's support team helps to equip hundreds of thousands of fellow believers around the globe each and every month. Are you not a member? Then you're missing out. Not only do support team members form the backbone of Christian Research Institute's outreaches, but they enjoy their selection of resources from our Equipping Essentials Library and receive a complimentary subscription to CRI's award-winning Christian Research Journal, just two of the benefits of membership. To discover how you can make a difference 24-7 in equipping believers at home and abroad to stand for life and truth, check out the benefits of membership at equip.org. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.